0: Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for a change, but what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka 5-Minute Major, and welcome to Season 3 of HV Pucks. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HV Pucks is underwritten by the healthcare law firm of Einiger & Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, to promote youth sports and various health initiatives in our local communities. And before we drop the puck on this week's episode, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. This is Kamal Ryan Dehagia, and you're listening to HV Pucks, available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. And by now, you know that one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. I recently had the opportunity to chat with Chip Ackerman, head coach of the Pauling Tigers. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. Five Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Chip Ackerman. He is the head coach of the Pauling Tigers. This is his fourth year behind the bench as a uh, head coach, and he's taken some time out on a Sunday to chat with me, and I really do appreciate it. Welcome aboard, Chip. How's it going?
1: All uh, right. Great. Great. Glad to be on.
0: Uh, listen, it's my pleasure to have you. Um, can you describe your team in five words or less?
1: Sure. Uh, This year we're all around hard work. Um, You know, we've got a a lot of very good players um, that are trying to put it together playing in Section 1.
0: You know, I have to I have to admit, I went to the Guy Matthews tournament, and I really haven't seen a lot of your team since I started the podcast, <clears throat> but I was really pleasantly surprised with what I saw out of your group, um, and I was talking to a parent, I don't remember his name, but I was asking him about Pauling Hockey, and he looked at me and he said, we play hockey up in Pauling, and that's all he said, so... And I think that uh, that speaks volumes to what you're trying to do up there with your team. Um, what excites you most about that? What excites you the most about this squad, coach?
1: Uh, you know, we've been building. Uh, three years ago, I lost quite a few seniors. Um, in the last two years, we've been playing a lot of junior players, uh, a lot of freshmen and sophomore. And it's challenging when you're going up teams that are playing uh, juniors and seniors. So, you know, they kind of paid their dues taken their licks and they've uh put it together and you know this year we've got two very solid lines that i could put on pretty much against anybody and not really uh sweat it out too much um sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't depending Mm -hmm. on the team that you're playing but they just when they they really put it together uh it's it's kind of watching a beautiful game unfold
0: it, you know, when it does all click, when everybody's firing on all cylinders, it is actually a beautiful thing to, to witness. Um, any surprises this season, Coach, as far as players that maybe came up from a modified program or just kind of the growth, maturation, and or development that you've seen from kids season to season? Uh,
1: we have uh, two <laughs> sophomores um, this year, um, Hobbs Santiago and Jack Cumberford. who last year as freshmen, they. Because of the team dynamics, they saw a considerable amount of playing time, uh, but still making those bantam-level mistakes um, because they they had a difficult time keeping up with the high school uh, speed. Um, Spent a lot of time on the ice over the summer, and this year they they really kind of matured well into um, our first and second-line
0: players. Nice, nice. That's what you always like to hear and and certainly see on the ice. Um, In addition to them, Coach, who are some of the players to watch on your squad?
1: Uh, We have um, Patty Irwin, who uh, he is a uh, repatriated Pauling player. He came back from Trinity Pauling School. Um, He right now uh, is probably one of our most diverse players. You can put him in any situation, power play, penalty kill, um, and and he makes things happen. Uh, We've got Quinn Clary, who's been on the team three years. He's a three-year starter, uh, jumped on in his freshman year. Big, powerful player. Uh, again, Hob Santiago and Jack Comerford, uh, two very good players. They play well together. Um, and then we have our senior, Mikey Millard, um, really kind of paid his dues. He came onto a team as a freshman. Uh, we were very deep at that year, Very saw very little playing time. But, again, he stuck with it and worked hard. Uh, his older brother played on the team a number of years ago um and he's really kind of developing into one of those players where you know you can literally put him in any situation he's going to perform
0: excellent excellent all great stuff uh coach what are your thoughts on the new leagues i know section one realigned and went back with you know league a league b league c league one two three what are your thoughts on that
1: you know i I really don't have any feelings either way you know we're we're one of the smaller schools uh in the section so you know our, our say is is limited um I, I think the the trend for you know leagues are um, you know coaches will come in and, and talk about how weak they're going to be, but then you know they kind of put it together. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the uh, CIAC in Connecticut mm-hmm. on how mm-hmm. they do it. You win, you move up. Sure, uh, I, I'd like to see that happen uh, on the New York side because then you kind of balance out teams that are playing really well together and and are reluctant to move from league to league um you know we we always talk about um to the victor come the spoils but you know if, if we're forcing them to to play at a higher caliber of play then it kind of levels it out for some of the other teams that may struggle a little bit from season to season.
0: You know, it's interesting you bring up the CIAC because I've had a couple of Connecticut people on. I had Jesse Peters on. He's part of that CT high school outfit that really covers the game up there like no other. Um, He's actually a a coach in Westfield, Massachusetts, with a club hockey team, but he still takes care of the Connecticut stuff. And I also had uh, Charles Halloran on. He's the head coach of Staples. So uh, we talked a little bit about the CIAC co-ops and, you know, kind of how that all operates. So, But uh, it's interesting. I like I your idea. I like their idea that, you know, if you play well, you play better, you kind of move up in a league. Um, what are your thoughts also on the 17-minute periods and the two-minute penalties? Uh,
1: you know, the two-minute penalties definitely change the dynamic of the game, having that extra 30 seconds playing man down. Um, your, your, your special teams definitely have to uh, have their act together and really focus on uh, killing off those penalties. Uh, you know, 17-minute periods, it definitely makes the latter part of the game a little bit more challenging because uh, you know having that extra time, you have to make sure that you have the legs to finish off a game. Especially, um, pretty much, I would say ninety-five percent of our games are are one or two goal games, and it comes down to that last five minutes of you know who's got the the who's got the legs to finish strong. Uh, so your conditioning program definitely has to be. Um, Put together, where the kids can finish off those last few minutes, um, you know, without you know, hanging their heads. Um, but all in all, you know, I, I like it, uh, definitely makes the game a little bit more exciting. Um, especially if you, you know, you take a couple of bad penalties, um, it definitely makes the game a little interesting.
0: Yeah, I definitely will agree with you. You know, a team's uh, conditioning a team's discipline, you know, because I'm an off-ice official uh, in Section 9. I I work primarily for Monroe-Woodbury and do a lot of their games, but I've also been doing some stuff down in uh, Pelham, uh, for Ed Witts and at the ice hutch and uh, you kind of see it you kind of hear the kids talking on the bench you kind of see the coaches also um, you know so again I, I think it's high time that we we had some rule changes because I know that's more of a national standard as far as 17 minute periods um, and two minute penalties so I'm glad to hear uh, you know your thoughts on that certainly in um, your opinion coach and maybe you haven't played it yet and maybe it is just the next game that's on the calendar but biggest game of the season for you
1: uh so far this year i'd have to say uh the game that we've already played has definitely was carmel um you know play, beating them in overtime was nice uh we kind of go back and forth with them over the years um sometimes we win sometimes they win but it, um you know it, it's kind of a uh it's a great it was a great game and also you know polling really doesn't have a big rival uh but we host carmel every year um at our barn and uh, they definitely bring a lot of fans, which is nice because of the proximity of the two schools. And their fan base and our fan base play well together, uh, doesn't get too stupid. Uh, but they bring a lot of energy, a lot of excitement to the game, and it really makes it fun for the kids when, um you know you get the chanting back and forth and and the games chipping back and forth and, and the players really kind of ride that as well
0: so it's definitely a lot of fun no it definitely adds to an atmosphere i mean growing up i i was in Suffren and i remember you know even nowadays when i hear crazy train no matter where i am it still brings me back to the late 80s you know being at sport Aram on a friday night and uh you know again being at brewster i was at brewster ice arena right before christmas for Greeley, and um May I pack and they pack the stands and the kids were into it. The alumni were into it. So again, it just adds to that atmosphere. Um, so you, you said you really don't have a biggest rival, but you kind of get jacked up to play uh, uh, Carmel, correct?
1: Yeah. Okay. That's definitely one of our, our bigger games. Uh, we get it because of um, a lot of the kids in our school. will share travel programs with their kids. Uh, there's a lot of friendships there. Um, so you know, it kind of changes on the ice because sure. uh, they're definitely competitors. But you know, at the end of the game, again, it comes down to it's it's high school athletics. Yeah. You know, at the end, and at the end of the day, they're all friends.
0: It's about making memories and and savoring those moments. Uh, toughest rink to play in, in your opinion?
1: Um, I'd have to say Sportorama for mm-hmm. us. Uh, it's such a long ride to get there to begin with, um, and most of the ice lots are so late at night. Uh, definitely is a challenge to get the kids uh, motivated uh, and, and want to perform at that hour of the night. Um, but again, we've we've always every time we go there, we've always had good games. So definitely, um, it brings a lot of excitement. They can get, they can get a lot of people in those stands. Uh, but definitely, the the ride is a challenge getting the kids off the bus and and you know get the legs working into a good hockey game uh is definitely a
0: challenge interesting interesting i never thought about it that way but you're right because you know there are games that are played after that you know seven o'clock prime hour um favorite tournament or road trip that you uh participate in coach
1: uh this year is the first year that we actually participated in a tournament we are at the guy matthews Dunaway Plains. that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun uh some great competition in there um you know it was the first time for our kids to be playing uh in a kind of a pseudo outside arena uh, you know, Thanksgiving being the weather being as it was, it was pretty cold as well. so definitely def, definitely changed the dynamic of um, of the game of you know having to layer up a little bit and then play in conditions like that. But definitely a lot of fun.
0: I, I love that tournament for a number of reasons. First of all, that tournament is named in honor of my late cousin Guy Matthews, who was a guidance counselor at White Plains High School. He bled orange and black. Um, you know, so that's, that's the primary reason, but the secondary reason is that's kind of how I kick off my high school hockey coverage. I was there on Wednesday. It wasn't bad on Wednesday, but like you said, Friday morning, it was brutal. It was 10 degrees. So I went to uh, the local Walmart and bought myself some thermal underwear, some, some boots, some socks. And I was, I was well-prepared with the hand warmers, but it was still bitter, bitter cold. Um, what do you look for in a hockey player coach?
1: Um, because of where we are, um, we're kind of limited on uh, the travel players that are available to us because, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot of uh, travel programs other than Brewster. So for me, getting kid with having some skill with a willingness to learn, um, you know, if you've got a kid that, that can at least skate and, and manage the puck, they can learn the rest uh, over the few years that we get a hold of them. So, you know, that's the biggest thing is just a sheer willingness to want to learn and have an open mind.
0: I love it. I love that response. What makes a successful hockey coach, you know, as you enter your fourth year behind the bench with Pauling?
1: You know, I, I think the, the biggest thing is you have to have passion <clears throat> for the game. Uh, the winter season is one of the longest seasons in high school sports. So you definitely. Uh, you you definitely have to love the sport. Your family has to love the sport because you spend a lot of time away from them.
0: Yes, I Um, I know that all too well.
1: (laughs) And again, that willingness to be able to teach high school kids, boys and girls, and to be able to learn sometimes because sometimes the kids can give you some, some knowledge as well.
0: I like that answer as well. Favorite memory or moment as a coach so far. And it could be, you know, from from a non coaching polling situation. But you know, whatever, whatever you want to tell me,
1: you know, there's two things uh, that I have each year. um, We work with our uh, travel hockey program here in Pauling. And we have the sippy cup challenge. um, And we, we practice with them. And then we do a little scrimmage. And for those little guys, uh, you know, you'd think they were playing for the Stanley Cup, um, being able to skate with the, the high school kids. Um, so they make a good connection, and then they follow. We follow that up with our senior night, where they come out and kind of cheer our seniors along it and wish them uh, good voyage after their season, and they move on to college. So that's definitely one of the uh, the feel good moments of the season. Um, if I were to think back of a memory, uh, my first year. Um, taking down John J cross river, you <laughs> know, not, not many teams get to do that. Right. And that definitely was a good moment. Haven't had a chance to do that again since then, but, uh, it definitely felt good.
0: Listen, those are two wonderful, wonderful memories and moments for sure. Uh, biggest challenge that you face as a coach.
1: Uh, for us, because of where we are, <clears throat> we are in such a close proximity with a lot of, um, boarding schools that we lose a lot of players to those boarding schools. um, for the you know they, they have that dream of playing at the next level of um, of hockey, so um, trying to keep a sustained recruiting of uh, players that can compete at the high school level definitely is a challenge um, you know trying to keep kids that we have because um, a lot of times you know if we have anybody that merges with some great skill, you know they're definitely approached um, so trying to compete with a, that boarding school mentality. Um, and retaining kids to play at our high school level uh, definitely is a big challenge for me. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Coach, when I think about the success the teams in this area have, have had, you know, going back to Monroe Woodbury in 2007, uh, then Suffern in 2012, you had those Scarsdale teams that made those runs that that fell short of winning the hardware. Mamo in 2016, uh, Pelham in 2017, and then most recently John Jay in North Rockland, again, proudly representing Section 1. I'd love to get your thoughts on the state of hockey in the Hudson Valley.
1: Uh, yeah, I think, you know, with that, you have to look um, through a couple different lenses. Uh, definitely the lower Hudson Valley, which is, you know, your Westchester, Rockland areas, and then your upper Hudson Valley, which is your Putnam and uh, Dutchess County. Uh, I think your Westchester, Rockland, they're they're right on pace. I think they're doing a great job. Um, I think we have some, some strides to make in the northern part of the Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that, I think, is the sheer amount of travel programs, um, it kind of dilutes, um, your players down as opposed to having some very competitive programs. Um, you've got some very good kids on some of these teams countered with some kids that, that need some skill development. Um, so I definitely think that, that, you know, I don't know if that's a change or, you know, some communication between programs. Uh, but I think we're moving in the right direction. I think we're just a little bit slower, um, than our, our colleagues down South. Um, our kids have to travel a little bit farther if they want some competitive play. Um, I know there's uh, a number of uh, players that will head down to lower Connecticut, mm-hmm. uh, play with CJR uh, and some of the others. And we actually have some kids in Poland that are traveling down to uh, New Jersey to play with the avalanche programs. So wow. That's a big commitment. Sure. Absolutely.
0: Um, For the love of the game. That's yeah, a-
1: I, Absolutely. Um, but I also think that, um, you know, and I'll look at the lens the the uh, northern part of the Hudson Valley, is we need to be able to acknowledge some of these players as well. And um, my, uh, my beef, I guess, a lot of times is, you know, we're not acknowledging uh, the players' achievements as they go. And, he, yeah, we're, you know, it's high school sports, but sometimes the kids want to <laughs> see their name in the paper and see some of their accomplishments. Um, so I think we definitely need to clean that up. Twitter is definitely a big thing, yep. uh, getting, getting their names out there. Um, we, as coaches, you know, yes, we're, we're educating, we're, we're guiding, but also you have those handful of players that want to play at the next level. And, and to be able to do that, we need to get their names out there. Um, so that coaches and recruiters can see them.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and I think that 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 area definitely needs to be cleaned
0: up as well. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast and why I try to, you know, pay as much attention as I can to every program in the area. And I know I recently sent all the coaches, including you, some information on a, a college program in Western Connecticut. So hopefully, um, you know, that will help. Um, and that senior game that we announced um, will also hopefully help. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll continue to definitely make strides in the right direction in the best interest of all the kids. Yeah. Um, Favorite professional hockey player, past or present, Coach? You
1: know, I'm a huge fan of Mark Messier. Okay, uh, de- sure. Definitely leader on the ice yep. and a phenomenal leader off the ice. And as far as a person um, growing the game of hockey, he's definitely taken uh, giant steps for that. Uh, for the youth level as and for a professional level so he, he's definitely one of my fan favorites
0: yeah i would wholeheartedly agree any ranger fan would certainly agree with that and even a non-ranger fan because he had a, a you know a ton of impact uh up in edmonton as well not so much in vancouver but he was a little bit older then um fair professional team
1: again you know following that mark messier new york rangers uh okay. definitely a huge fan of them yep um all around, depending on the season, you know it is you're going to get your good stuff and your bad stuff
0: yeah I mean I they they again, I really wasn't sure what what to expect from the team. I think they pleasantly surprised they pleasantly surprised me at first they've kind of fallen back to reality now um they have those glimmers like you know they'll beat up on a Nashville, but then they'll lose to like a bottom barrel team, so you know again, it's a long season. I think the blueprint and the 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 plan, if you will, is there. the young talent is there. Um, you know, so you're going to have nights where again, you're, you, you, you watch the game and you, you're excited. And then you, there's nights you watch the game and you, you turn it off halfway through and you're frustrated. So, but that's, exactly. that's just how hockey goes. Last but not least, coach, if you weren't a hockey coach, if Chick, Chip Ackerman wasn't a hockey coach, he'd be a fill in the blank. I'd be
1: a teacher like I am. Okay. So I, I, I love the profession. I love yep. what I do. Uh, it's one of those things where you can wake up and you, some days it really pays off and you feel great about it.
0: I would agree. I mean, I've been a school counselor now almost 25 years, and I don't think there's anything more rewarding than, you know, being in this field, being a mentor, being a role model, impacting kids' lives in a positive way. You know, my dad was a a teacher and an administrator, as was my mom. My sister's also a teacher, too, so it's kind of all in the family. So I certainly applaud you for, um, you know, making that decision and, and for the good work that you're doing. I've been chatting with Chip Ackerman. He is the head coach of the Pauling Tigers. This is his fourth year behind the bench. Uh, this is your boy, Trav. You've been listening to HV Pucks, the number one independent source for high school hockey coverage, uh, and and then some, if you will, in, in, in our area. Chip, thanks so much for taking the time out. I hope 2019 is good to both you, your family, and your team, and I will see you at the rink. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Take care. This is your boy Trav, and you're listening to H.V. this episode for Season 3 comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. This season, Stick Taps will be brought to you each and every week by H4H, a growing car transport and handyman service company in Rockland and Long Island. Howie and Jesse are service-oriented guys known for providing quality service at competitive prices. For rapid, reliable, and relationship-driven car transport and handyman home improvements, call 516-497-1194. Mention the code 5MINUTEMAJOR and receive a $25 discount off your next car transport service or $100 off your next handyman service appointment. Stick Taps Out to the Baldwinsville Bees Varsity Hockey Team for hosting a Teacher Appreciation Night versus Christian Brothers Academy on Tuesday, December 18th. Stick Taps Out to the Penfield Varsity Hockey Team for volunteering with the Gliding Stars of Rochester on Sunday, December 16th. Stick Taps Out to the LaSalle Cadets Hockey Team for hosting their annual Cadets for Vets game to benefit local veterans, housing, and service organizations. Puck Drop is set. For 7-15 on Saturday, January 12th. Stick Taps out to the Grease Storm hockey team for hosting a game in honor of a former teammate, Ryan Nagel, on Wednesday, December 19th. A memorial bench was also unveiled prior to puck drop. Stick Taps out to the Brockport High School hockey team for hosting a military appreciation night on Tuesday, December 18th. Stick Taps out to Johnny Malandrucolo on becoming just the second player in Auburn history to reach 200 career points. Well done, Johnny, and I apologize if I butchered your last name. Stick Taps out to the Southern Regional Ice Hockey team for hosting a canned food drive before their home game on Wednesday, December 19th at the Winding River Skating Center. Stick taps out to the Orchard Park Fed hockey team for dedicating their game on Friday, December 21st to Andrew Massey, who unfortunately lost his brave battle with cancer on December 19th. All fans in attendance were asked to wear white in Andrew's memory. Stick taps out to John Gutt of the St. John Vianney hockey team on earning his 100th career point on Wednesday, December 19th. Stick taps out to the West Seneca West Fed hockey team for adopting a family from their community and making sure they had a wonderful Christmas holiday. Stick taps out to Jared Goldstein of the Fox Lane hockey team, who earned his 100th career varsity point on Thursday, December 20th. Stick taps out to Jason Wolfe of the Hillsboro High School ice hockey team, who had a seven point night against Montgomery to earn his 100th career varsity point. Stick taps out to Justin Schultz, goaltender for the White Plains Tigers, who earned the 35th win of his varsity career in a 10-5 victory over Section 1 rival Byram Hills. Stick taps out to the Don Bosco Ironmen for hosting a teddy bear toss on Friday, December 21st before their game against Bergen Catholic. Stick Taps out to the North Haven Hockey Team for hosting an Indians Hockey Pride Night on Friday, December 21st. All proceeds from the event are uh, are used to support the Craig M. Hillow Memorial Scholarship Fund. And Stick Taps out to the Fordham Prep Hockey Team for hosting a Toys for Tots drive prior to their game against Iona Prep on Sunday, December 23rd. And if you know of a team a player, a coach, or another hockey-related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. Sounds on this episode of HV Pucks. I want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding, because our family time takes a hit over the next few months as I embark on another exciting hockey season. I love to interact with my followers and fans, and you can always find me on Twitter, at TravJack71, and on Instagram, at five underscore min underscore major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the new full-length album, Out of Time, by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The new album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture_Band, band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.FractureOfficial.com on the web. The 2019 New York State All-Hair team is looking to complete its roster, so tweet me a picture at TravJack71 and use the hashtag NewYorkStatePuckFlow to nominate your favorite high school player and or coach. Winners will receive a custom t-shirt. Attention all Section 1 players, coaches, parents, and fans. Peck's Skate Shop is looking for nominees for their Plays of the Month contest. Post your video on Instagram and tag at Pex Skate Shop and use the hashtag Pex Plays of the Month to enter. Each month, one winner will be selected to receive a Pex Skate Shop gift card. I'd also like to give a special thank you to the healthcare law firm of Einiger & Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, for underwriting Season 3 of HV Pucks. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, And I'll see you at the rink.